0: to another episode of the Victory Podcast, driven by Audi. I'm your host, Keely Orr. Thanks so much for tuning in to a special edition of the show. We're kind of getting back to our roots here at the Victory Podcast. Just almost two years ago when we started the podcast, I did exclusively interview shows. So this is going to be an interview episode today. So excited to talk to USC's new defensive coordinator, Danton Lynn. It was a fun conversation with Coach Lynn. Got to learn a little bit more about him and his scheme. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to keep today's intro short and sweet. But if you like what you're hearing, whether it's via audio or video, be sure to subscribe on your podcasting app or over on the USC Athletics YouTube channel. Uh, we have a fun time here on the show, whether it's breaking down uh, film with former USC quarterback Cody Kessler or talking to players, coaches and the like. Uh, it's a fun time and we hope you join us for the journey. But without further ado, let's head into the interview. I'm so excited to introduce our next guest, USC's defensive coordinator, Danton Lynn. Coach, thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: What's it been like for you from the outside? It seems like you've just been on this whirlwind on the recruiting trail these last couple months. What has it been like for you as USC's DC?
1: It's been exactly that. Just in timing of the hire, as soon as I got the job, we were right on the road. And then we came back in the office for a week and they were right back on the road. So it's been um, focusing on the 2024 class then the 25 class, then transfer portal. So this was actually our first week back in the office. We actually got a chance to do some football with the players. So I'm excited to actually get back to the football now.
0: If I'm not mistaken, this was your first like full recruiting cycle at the college level, right?
1: It was, yeah. I got to UCLA last March. So this is my first time going through this. And um, it was a great learning experience. The staff helped me out a lot.
0: What's it like, you know, you go from the NFL where there isn't recruiting and especially young teenagers. Mm-hmm. Did you have to kind of learn on the fly how to uh, appeal to a younger audience?
1: Definitely, yeah. Like um in the NFL, you don't you don't you don't have to recruit anybody. You, yeah you go and you interview people and you're trying to figure out if you like them. <laughs> you really don't care yeah. if they like you because you're gonna draft them. When you're recruiting, it's the exact opposite. You know, they're picking out what college they want to go to. But um we're recruiting very talented players, but we're also recruiting very good kids. And you when you're recruiting good kids that you like, you know, you like their parents, you like their high school and coaches, it makes the trips a lot easier.
0: You mentioned this is the first like real week in the office with the players and the staff. What has that been like kind of having your first experience in that sense?
1: It's been awesome. It's been awesome. I've been looking forward. If we met with them yesterday. And got a chance to go on the field and do some stuff. And I've been waiting for that day since I got the job. So I was super excited.
0: You got to speak to the media on Thursday. And it answered a question I've had for a while since I've been studying or trying to study your defense. Mm -hmm. You know, you show so many looks pre and post-snap, but everyone's so assignment sound. So I was like, how do you make sure that everyone knows what they're doing? But you kind of answered it yourself. You said in spring, it's a very, very slow install. Do you feel like that's the key to everyone knowing what their assignment is?
1: Yeah, that's the key to everything on defense. I feel like, you know, if you can eliminate big plays, um, when guys know what they're doing, when there's not miscommunication, when you aren't just giving things into the offense, it always puts yourself in a better position to play good defense. That's the last thing you want to do is just give them something. So um, we want to be multiple. We want to mix things up, but not at the uh, expense that uh, we're going to have someone not knowing what they're doing or not having guys in the right place.
0: Is it? Do you have to kind of get guys in, on board that you're going to go slower? Do some people get a little antsy in spring in that sense?
1: Uh, they did at UCLA, yes. Um, okay. The same thing will probably happen here. You know, early on, they don't because everything's in brand new. But then after the first couple installs, it's like, all right, we want more. We want more, you know. Um, but uh, we're going to do the same thing here. You know, we install very, very slow. We just want to get the core concepts in because I'm a big believer if you can get the core concepts in this spring, then a lot of the stuff that we do in the fall is based off of those concepts. So it, it might look like a lot, but it's really it just comes back to the stuff that we did in the spring. It just looks different.
0: I thought it was fascinating you saying how you kind of had to go back to the drawing board when it comes to teaching college kids compared to NFL yeah. players. What was that learning curve like for you at UCLA?
1: It was a big learning curve. Um, it was my first time... Being the oldest one in the room. Oh, wow. You know, I haven't been in a position room. Every position group I've been with, just because I started off so young, there's always been people older than me that I coach. Um, so it was my first time just really like I'm just around kids. And um, you, the thing I learned is that you can't assume anything. Yeah. Um, in the NFL, you assume that everyone knows at least a certain level of football or else they wouldn't have made it this far. Whereas with these kids, you know, you don't know what their backgrounds are. You don't know what they've been coached, what they haven't been coached. Um, You have people coming from all over the country, different types of programs. So you really have to um, teach it as if they don't know anything because someone in the room doesn't. So um, I feel like it makes you a way better teacher because you're really teaching something from the very, very ground bottom, which I've never had to do before.
0: Yeah. How did you adjust to that once you figured that out?
1: You know, the staff helped me out a lot. But um, again, just really simplifying things, moving even slower than I originally thought that I was going to. Um, but again, just really leaning on the staff and just uh, learning on the fly.
0: Speaking of the staff you've assembled at USC, so much knowledge and experience—it's incredible. How do you, how do you harness that knowledge to its best ability?
1: I mean, we've been having great meetings. You know, we have everyone has had success uh, doing things a different way. Um, you have. You have coaches who have had success in the NFL, coaches who have had success in college, um, coaches who have been head coaches and, uh, and coordinators. So it's a lot of good ideas. Um, and we're just trying to find the best way. So, you know, it's a lot of productive conversations. But at the end of the day, it's a lot of good guys who put the team first. And um, it's not about whose idea it is. We're just trying to get the best idea. And so far, uh, everyone's been doing a great job with that.
0: It seemed like the common theme in the press conferences on Thursday was development and teaching. Was that something that you guys sought out to find in your assistants when you tried to fill those positions? Or was that just something that naturally kind of bonded you all?
1: No, I think, you know, obviously recruiting, but then the development piece. You know, I think that's huge in college. Uh, When you're, um, you know, it's huge at all levels of the ball. But when you're drafting guys in the NFL, a lot of times you're drafting guys that you want to come and play for you immediately now you still have to develop those guys but they're already developed to a certain extent when you're getting kids out of high school you know again like you really are like their foundation and you're develop you're developing them from the uh, bottom up so um i think that that's crucial because we can recruit the best players in the country but if we're not developing them it doesn't matter
0: Yeah, it seemed like Coach Riley was saying that he obviously said that they want to push away. You guys want to push away from getting players from the portal and Mm -hmm. and go with a more homegrown, keep players and develop them strategy. Do you feel like that's the antidote to maybe the one and done portal, uh, like kind of trend we've seen evolve in college football right now?
1: I mean, to me, the portal is just like a free agency. You know, it's uh, the same thing we have in the NFL. You know, I think you build your team um, through the draft just like you build your team through you know, your high school recruiting process, and then you have free agency or you have the portal to fill gaps when you need those gaps. Um, you never want to go into an off season with so many gaps that you have to rely on free agency or rely on the, the uh, portal. Um, I think you hope that we can uh, recruit at a high enough level and develop at a high enough level that you go in there when you need to and not uh, when you have to. And I think uh, this offseason, we went in there a little bit more than we want to. But um, we feel really good about our 24 class. We feel really good about the class that we're recruiting now. So hopefully down the road, you know, we don't have to go into the portal as much as we did this year.
0: A common theme with the players that you did recruit seems to be just physicality. How important is that when you are a defender?
1: Huge, especially in going into the Big Ten. That's a big physical conference. Um, So that's something that, you know, size physicality and strength, that's something that we've really emphasized on our side of the ball.
0: As someone who played in the Big Ten, how does it feel to return as a defensive coordinator in that conference?
1: Super excited. know, (laughs) Super excited. I think that that is uh, my favorite conference as a fan. I just think that the the game, the atmospheres in that conference are unbelievable. And um, it's going to be cool to get some of those teams to come out here as well.
0: When you get your roster, Mm -hmm. finally you see them in pads out on the field. What's your process as to, you know, what you need to do, the strengths, weaknesses of your team. How do you analyze that?
1: So in the spring, I try to give everyone just a fair shot. You know, I obviously um, we all watched the tape from last year. So we have our, um, we have an idea of the guys going into spring, but this is going to be a completely different defense. And like last year at UCLA, there were some guys that um, you didn't anticipate making that jump that got into a new scheme and you just saw them take off and then there were some guys that it was the exact opposite, that you anticipated taking that next step or you thought that they'd be that guy. And um, with the scheme switch, they just ended up not. So I think um, I just try to go into spring with an open mind. I don't worry about if it's the ones, twos, or the threes. I'm just looking at who's out there, how are they executing the defense, and then as spring ball goes on, I think after like week three or four, everything kind of uh, works itself out at some point.
0: How do you judge how the defense is progressing, given that you're going to be going against a Lincoln-Riley offense that has so much continuity coming out in spring?
1: I think that um, we really just have to focus on ourselves and just try to get better and better each day and just focus on the development of the players and um, just can't compare ourselves in too much because, again, they've been with each other a a lot longer. But at the same time, we're going to show up and compete every single day.
0: Something that, you know, even just as a college football fan, I've been trying to figure out for as long as possible is, you know, you need to have repetition and physicality when it comes to tackling and tackling well. But you Mm -hmm. also have to keep your players healthy. What's your philosophy when it comes to making sure your team is sound tacklers?
1: There's that fine balance. You know, you definitely you have to hit tackling like uh, from every angle, in my opinion. It can't just be something that's talked about and done on the field. Um, You have to hit it in the meeting room. You have to show good examples, bad examples. You have to have drills. You have to show the drills carrying over to uh, practice, drills carrying over to games, good examples, bad examples. Um, There's definitely a time and a place where you need to tackle in practice, but that's just one of those things where – you have to keep on staying on the guys. And even when you're a good tackling team, you can't say, hey, we're a good tackling team. We can ease up. No, you have to stay on it all the time.
0: So practice is obviously the key. Yes. Repetition. As far as you described uh, Coach Eric Henderson as the complete coach, it seems like he's just been a jolt of energy on mm-hmm. the recruiting trail. How have you seen him be effective in that in
1: that area? He's been awesome. You know, um, every recruit that I get on the phone that has talked with him, like just how excited everyone is. Um, I think is awesome, but he um, he's an elite coach. He has a great personality, and um, he's very passionate about his job. And when he starts talking to kids about coaching and defensive line, like he's gonna be a hard guy to say no to.
0: As far as Matt ends, he has so much experience and such a unique position mm-hmm. to come be the linebackers coach. What was that conversation like with him to kind of uh, get him here at USC?
1: Um, the conversation was great. You know, we really just talked f- football and just got a feel for each other. You know, he's. Uh, An outstanding coach He's obviously had A lot of success So to have a guy With that type of Experience on our staff um, Not just from A coordinator standpoint But big picture wise Like he's been A head coach And to have that Type of experience On our staff Especially for me As an inexperienced coordinator Is tremendous
0: as far as Doug Belk, uh, you described on Thursday that you have had you heard about him in the co- mm-hmm. coaching circles. He comes from the Nick Saban tree. What, what was his reputation in among coaches?
1: I had heard of him, so we were in Houston at the same time. I was a secondary coach, and he was the uh, coordinator. And then um, I've coached a handful of his guys in the NFL, and I was just always prepared when we got his guys. They were always super, super prepared. They were well-coached, and I was just always impressed. So uh, when we uh, had a chance to get him just – Within 10 minutes of our conversation, I could tell like, this is the guy like, you know, uh, we have a lot in common, but at the same time, um, there are a lot of things that we see different, but I think we're going to make each other better.
0: Interesting. What what are some of those differences?
1: Well, again, like I uh, just coming from the saving tree, it's a different tree than I've been in. So yeah. there's just some some techniques, some coverages where... He's done it this way. I've done it that way. So it's been great in conversations as far as like taking a little bit of stuff that he's done, a little bit of stuff that I've done. Sometimes our conversations will lead to a way that neither of us have done. But again, we're just trying to find the best way.
0: Something that's so interesting, just listening to your past couple of press conferences, you seem like a very humble guy. You're not trying to have this ego that, you know, you admit when you don't know something and I feel like someone who's not secure in themselves doesn't really do that. Where does your humility come from uh, to be able to be so open in that sense?
1: I feel like, you know, if you want to grow as a coach, you have to. You know, um, I like having the best coaches around me. I think you can get great ideas from anywhere. And um, especially with the type of staff that we have, with the experience that we have, you know, I think it would be, uh, you know, you don't want to take that experience for granted. You know, you have to put your ego aside, put the team first. And when you do that, that's when you grow the most as a team and a coach.
0: You spoke about how Rex Ryan has been such an influential figure mm-hmm. for you. What are some of the things that he's like left an impression on you about?
1: I mean, he, he, he really was just my introduction to coaching and just football. So I was his quality control coach, so just making his playbook, just all the coverages that we ran, all the fronts, all the pressures. You know, I just got exposed to so much football within my first three years in the NFL that I felt like everywhere else I've gone since then, like really Rex prepared me.
0: As we mentioned, you've been on the recruiting trail, so I know you haven't had too much time to interact with everyone, but what have you learned about Lincoln Riley since accepting the job?
1: He's super competitive, which I love. And, um, you know, you look at his track record and his success, you know, it makes sense he's a super competitive guy. Um, But again, like he's determined to play in good defense here. And I think anyone who's around him, uh, I think everyone's on board and everyone really believes in him.
0: As far as just coming to USC, how has that been, kind of getting to know what the Trojan family is all about?
1: It's been super exciting. You know, a school like this with the history, with the and tradition, you know, I grew up a really big-time college ball fan. Um, my dad played in the NFL, so I didn't really have, like, a college. Um, USC's always been, I think, a school that, you know, when anyone thinks of college ball, is one of the top programs that comes to their mind. So uh, to be a part of a program like this, Um, with the history with the great players and coaches that have come through here is an extreme honor
0: you mentioned your father what influence has he had on you uh, with football as well
1: um you know a lot you know when he played i wanted to be a player uh he started to coach i wanted to be a coach um once he started coaching i was in fifth or sixth grade Um, i would go to work with him all the time i was always there in otas during camp um he just, um, just I think just being exposed to the game that early, I probably learned a lot of things that I didn't know I was learning at the time.
0: Do you feel like it's just been one track of, of football since you got exposed to it so soon? Were there any other career paths in your mind as a little kid?
1: No, it's been all football. And my parents tried to steer me in any other way, but it's been all football. <laughs> <laughs> what direction did they try to get you in? My dad really wanted me to play golf. And, <laughs> and there was a period where um, you know I was a really good golfer when we lived in Jacksonville. And um, I thought about it, but always came back to ball. But he really wanted me to play golf. That's
0: fascinating. So not even just like a doctor, but still in the sports
1: world.
0: (laughs) I feel like you made the right decision, though, ultimately with football.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then after I stopped playing, um, he did not want me to coach. Really? He wanted me to uh, get into business. He wanted me to be a scout. He wanted me to do anything else but coach. Why is that? Uh, Just the time commitment, the lifestyle. You know, he, he... wanted me to explore other things.
0: Yeah. You were someone who grew up knowing what this lifestyle is like and you still chose it. Yeah. Is that just your love for football?
1: Uh, it's a combination of that. And it's, I think it's just really all I knew, you know, yeah. I think uh, football has just really been a big part of my life, not just a game, but as far as like, um, you know, I went to two elementary schools, two middle schools, two high schools, you know, all those moves were because of ball. Um, when I made all those moves, you know, it's hard to make friends, but you, yeah. you make friends a lot faster than playing ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Has your dad come around to you coaching? Has he accepted it he now? Has, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. As far as just you as, as a person, what would you like USC fans to know about you?
1: Um, You know, I'm super competitive, um, super impassionate. I love football, but I'm really passionate about just, like, developing these kids. I think that was one of the biggest differences I saw coming from the NFL – to college was it is a lot more rewarding when you see um, the growth in these kids that you don't really see in the NFL. Like from the time I got to UCLA in the spring to the end of the year, just seeing the development and growth of all those kids was just something that you don't see in the NFL. And, um, you know, that's why I think I love this job at this level the most.
0: Overall for you, what would you consider a successful spring camp for this team in your defense?
1: you know, we want the guys to have a good understanding of just the core concepts of the defense. Again, we're not going to throw the entire playbook at them, but we want them to have a good understanding of the core and concepts. So that way when spring ball ends, um, when we start fall camp, we can start adding on. And um, again, we want to be multiple. We want to make it look like a lot, but we have to start slow.
0: righty, coach. Thanks so much for the time and good luck.
1: All right. Thank you very much.
0: That's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Like I said, it was a short and sweet interview episode, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something more about Coach Lynn. That's always the goal with these interviews. I want to make sure you know these people as as a human, as a person. Uh, It's always fun to get to talk to them one on one. So, like I said, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, But that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Uh, Very excited for Spring Camp. It's coming down the pipeline. It starts March 19th. Uh, The USC Spring Game is April 20th. It'll be your one chance to see the Trojans this spring. So, make sure you make plans if you haven't already. But like I said, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks so much for tuning in today's episode. We'll see you next time.